Hi there, it's Daniela here. Welcome back to Improve Work podcast. In uh, today's episode, we'll talk about uh, how to maintain company norms. So, why are the company norms important? They are important because uh, the norms that a company will have impact its capacity to reach its goals and to operate efficiently. Let's see what are company norms. So, these are shared expectations of its members about their behavior. Through norms, the members of a company know what is expected from them and how their behaviors are evaluated in the company. Norms are part of the company culture because every norm is based on certain beliefs and values. When a group of people share the same beliefs and values, they have similar attitudes towards certain things. A norm has two essential components that gives it power and these are sanctions and rewards. Sometimes the sanctions or the negative consequences are explicit and the employee knows exactly what can happen if uh, he doesn't comply with a norm. For example, uh, could be disciplinary investigations, relegation, dismissal. Other times, the consequences are not explicit and uh, can vary depending on the people who sustain the norm. For example, critics, marginalization or disapproval. In the case of rewards, explicit rewards could be bonuses or other financial rewards, promotions, And the rewards that are not specified in internal policies or documents can be, for example, acceptance, praises, appreciation, prestige, respect, supportive attitudes, etc. In an organization, uh, we have two types of norms, written or formal norms and unwritten or informal norms. Let's take the first type, written or formal norms. These are the norms that we find, for example, uh, in the company's internal regulations, in job descriptions, in work security documents, or in whatever written internal work processes. Many of these norms are coming from outside the company because the company has to comply with different laws and regulations of the state in which it operates. However, these norms are strongly influenced by the management of the company, even though, for example, there are certain laws about uh, how the working schedule has to be, the company can choose between many uh, forms of working schedules that are allowed by the law. Even though there are certain rules about employees' rights and obligations established in uh, labor laws, the company can establish its own rules with the condition not to infringe the legal regulations. And the second type of norms, unwritten or informal norms, these are shared expectations but are not uh, written in documents. This can be transmitted verbally, can be observed in the company's members' behaviors and attitudes. These norms can be less visible to people who have been with the company for a long time. This became natural in time and they even can forget that things can be different in other companies. Some of these norms became visible when new employees come in. 
in the beginning, they are not uh, yet used to how things are going in the company and may behave differently or expect different things. They may be more attentive in this period to observe what is allowed and what is not. A new employee who was used to communicate often with uh, his supervisor and to approach him whenever he needed help with something may find out that uh, his new supervisor can be approached only in some parts of the day and only if he schedules a meeting with him in advance. Or another example, a new employee may notice that nobody has personal items in their working space. This may make him to question if it's a good idea to bring his family photo to put it on his desk as he used to do at his previous job. Norms come with uh, some challenges. For example, not all the company's members share the same beliefs and values, so they may disagree with certain norms within the company. Another challenge can be that the new employees come with patterns they learn at their past jobs. They have their own systems of beliefs and values. Another challenge, the company's member can develop norms that are not aligned with what the top management wants. This can happen with informal norms and it's more likely to happen in large companies where the distance between the top management and the a part of the employees is large. And uh, another challenge could be introducing new norms. How to get a rule to be accepted by the employees. Now let's see how a company maintains its norms. Usually the company's members follow the internal rules from different reasons. One reason could be that they share the values or the beliefs on which the norms are based. They agree with this and they don't doubt the correctness of the norms. Another situation may be in which they not agree with some norms but choose to respect them in order to be accepted, to avoid different negative consequences or to obtain different rewards. In this case, they comply for external reasons. Internally, they don't have the values, the beliefs or the attitudes that led to those specific norms. For example, one employee may disagree with the communication style that she is uh, required to adopt in a written communication with external collaborators, but comply with it in order to avoid unpleasant discussions with uh, her supervisor. The supervisor may ask her to be more persuasive while she thinks that uh, this will damage their relationships with them. Let's see now some uh, downsides of this type of conformity. One downside is that people may break the norms when they are not seen, when the external factors that uh, control their conformity are not present. So if one employee respects the working hours because uh, his supervisor sees when he leaves and not because he thinks that it's his duty to work eight hours according with his contract. He may leave earlier when his supervisor is not at the office and when uh, no one could see when he left. Or in the example above, the employee who doesn't agree to use a persuasive communication style 
may conform to this request when uh, she has to send emails with her supervisor in CC. But if she discusses with the collaborator in a different situation, if they meet, uh, for example, in person or discuss uh, on the phone, she may adopt a different style or even can say that she was asked to talk in that way, but she doesn't agree with it. This behavior is the result of her internal conflicts. When we behave in ways that are not according to our values and beliefs, internal conflicts occur. Inner conflicts are another downside of this type of conformity. A third reason for which an employee could comply with a norm could be that that norm is supported by a person whom she admires. This mechanism is well known and used in advertising and marketing. I'm sure that you know about it. So public figures such as actors or influencers are asked to promote different products because they are appreciated and they have admirers. They are models for others. Others imitate them. And uh, as always, these kinds of strategies can be used in a good way and in a bad way. Choose to use it only in a good way because over time people will figure out what happened and uh, lose trust in the person who influenced them and in the management. Let's see now how to handle situation in which employees comply with different norms for external reasons. Sometimes the employees are open and they say that they don't agree with something and other times they do what they are asked without saying anything about the fact that they don't consider that that is good or right. Your response when they do say that they don't agree with something plays an important role in whether they will remain open in the future. If they are listened and their arguments are taken into consideration, chances are that they will remain open. You can take these discussions as an opportunity to reassess the norm that is questioned to see if uh, it is helpful or has some disadvantages. Also, these discussions are an opportunity to explain the norm to the employee to help him understand the reasons for which the norm was adopted. He may change his opinions after this discussion. Sometimes norms are transmitted without being properly explained. For example, one employee disagrees with the fact that uh, in his department people have to complete an activity report and send it to their supervisor weekly. He may see this requirement as a way of control based on lack of trust and uh, as a waste of time. In fact, some uh, supervisor may ask for such a report for these specific reasons and how they use it reflects these reasons. But this department supervisor reasons may be different. His reasons might be that he considered that is a useful tool for the employee to organize his activities, to keep track of them, to know at any time what is the status of his activities and to plan the next steps. Another reason could be that uh, he thinks that uh, increases the employee responsibility on how he is using the working time. This report will uh, be as a mirror of his activities and his results and this may help him to improve his activities. Another reason may be to reduce the numbers of meetings with the employee 
If the supervisor knows from the report what is the status of his activities, he doesn't have to necessarily ask him in person. He could intervene just when uh, he sees that something is taking too much time or the employee doesn't do what's necessary. Also, the, the report can be a useful tool for the employee as well for the supervisor in performance evaluation processes. If the employee is assessed every year, it's hard for him and for his supervisor to know accurately what happened in the last year just from memory. If the supervisor explains all these reasons to the employee, he may shift his perception and see how the activity report actually helps him very much. Okay, let's go further and see what happens when people have inner conflicts because they have uh, to behave in a way that is not aligned with their values and beliefs. So, if the employee decides to respect the norm and have the behavior is expected of him or her, in time he may change his beliefs to match his behavior. That's right. According to cognitive dissonance theory, people can reduce the tension produced by inner conflicts in different ways. For example, they can change the importance of the behavior that causes them tension. In the earlier example with the employee who is required to use a more persuasive communication, the employee may say to himself that he has other more important things to worry about than how the person who receives his emails feels. Another way to reduce the tension is adding new information. So um, this employee may say to himself, at least I have results. At least I have a good uh, relation with my uh, boss. And furthermore, the employee can change her attitudes about using a more persuasive communication. She may say to herself, after all, it's a good way to accomplish my objectives. Cognitive dissonance theory was developed by Leon Festinger the main idea of this theory is that a person who is asked to behave in a way that is not aligned with his beliefs transforms his beliefs to match his behavior, if the external pressure to behave in a certain way is low. So the stronger the external pressure to do something that is contrary to our beliefs, the less likely the person will change his or her beliefs. And the research done by him and other researchers supported this theory. Can you remember such a situation in which you changed your beliefs after you had to behave in a way that wasn't aligned with uh, your own beliefs? How did you shift your beliefs? What did you tell yourself? Okay, let's go further and see how to introduce new norms in the company. Till now we covered most of the challenges that a company has through the given examples. Now let's see how new norms can be introduced in a company. In order for a rule to become a norm, it has to be accepted by the majority of the company's members. They have to know about it and to know the reasons that lead to this uh, rule. If it's a written rule, it's easier because the members can be informed about the change through an email or in a meeting. 
then they can be asked to sign uh, that they were informed about this rule. Their questions, their worries, doubts can be addressed at this moment and even encouraged to be communicated. In this way, this can be discussed. False assumptions or wrong interpretations can be solved from the beginning. And uh, before introducing the rule officially, you could ask a small group of members to say their opinions about the rule. This can help you see what are the possible reactions and to prepare for its implementation. If it's an unwritten rule, here things are a little bit uh, harder. If it's uh, a certain behavior that is desired in the company, such as practicing assertive communication, the employees need to know what assertive communication is and how to practice it. They need to have role models to learn from, to be rewarded for practicing it and be reminded to use it when they don't, in a consistent way, at least at the beginning, until their behaviors are formed and become something natural. Okay, so this was all for today. Let's make a short recap. So we talk about why are the company norms important? What is a norm? We discuss about two types of norms, written or formal norms and unwritten or informal norms. We specify the challenges that a company can encounter with its norms. We discuss about how a company maintains its norms, how to handle situations in which employees comply with different norms for external reasons. We discuss about what happens when people have inner conflicts caused by the fact that they have to behave in a way that is not aligned with their values and beliefs. And we shortly discuss about how to introduce new norms in the company. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions about uh, this post, please send me an email. Don't forget to subscribe if you like this episode. Also, if you want more help with your employees, please check my online program, How to Motivate Your Employees So They Care for Your Business and Help You Grow It. You'll find more uh, details about uh, this program in the link in the description. Or if you are on my blog page, you will find a box with uh, this program at the bottom of this page. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.